0: Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, we begin a fascinating look at the Book of Enoch with J.R. Church, and Dr. Larry Spargimino and Marvin McIlvaney will have the latest headlines from the End Times. Each year, Southwest Radio Ministries creates a unique calendar from differing parts of the world, filled with Scripture, comfort, and inspiration from God's Word. We are privileged to put these together for you and know you are then armed with His truth for the year to come. This year's calendar theme is Unseen Israel. This 16-month calendar features beautiful photographs that reveal sites that are not often visited by tour groups or focus on views that are not often seen in pamphlets or pointed out by tour guides. These locations are important in understanding the history and culture of ancient Israel. Order your Unseen Israel calendar today. 1-800-652-1144 That's 1-800-652-1144 You can also order at our website, swrc.com We also partner with each of you who purchase a calendar to encourage prisoners in our Onesimus prison ministry. For every calendar you order, a calendar will be given to a prisoner free of charge. Order your calendar and encourage a prisoner. Calendars are ready to ship today. Order yours when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order on our website, swrc.com. The Book of Enoch is a treasure perhaps hidden away just for the last days. Staff Evangelist Josh Davis is here with some special assistance to help us learn and appreciate this ancient book of Enoch.
1: Rev. J.R. Church wanted a resource that explained the ancient and mysterious book of Enoch. And as he began to study this book, he could not find the resources that he wanted. So. He set out to create his own resources, and we have a wealth of information explaining the ancient book of Enoch, which J.R. Church called the first book ever written. We'll unpack some of his teaching that we have made available once again through the ministry of Southwest Radio Church. Now, J.R. Church wanted to make this clear, and he does make it clear from the outset, the book of Enoch although it's ancient, should not be considered Scripture. He did not place it on par with God's Word, the 66 books of our Bible. However, he did see it as an ancient source of interesting discussions, all the way from angels and Nephilim to the eternal state, premillennialism, and the Antichrist. In the book of Enoch, it includes 108 chapters. J.R. Church has written a commentary of over 300 pages, walking through all 100 plus chapters out of the ancient book of Enoch, the first book ever written. Let's hear what J.R. Church had to say about this ancient book.
2: It is a book that was quite popular during the first 700 years of church history, but then faded from sight. Nobody republished it. It disappeared until the book of Enoch was rediscovered in the Ethiopian region of Abyssinia in the 1700s. And in 1773, it was discovered. Three copies were brought back to Europe. And from those three copies, then, translations into the various European languages were made, including English. Well, chapter 1 of Enoch and verse 1 introduces the book written to those who would be living in the tribulation period. And since we may be close to the tribulation period, I think it's time that we took another look at the book. Of
0: Enoch.
1: Again, we cannot stress it enough, J.R. Church did not regard the book of Enoch to be inspired scripture, and he explains some reasons why.
2: And As a matter of fact, there are translation errors that were made, and the reason we don't have to necessarily get upset over that is because God didn't promise to preserve the book of Enoch.
1: Although it's not inspired scripture, and I continue to stress that point, The book of Enoch does have some mentions in the New Testament, and there's evidence for it in the early church fathers, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, in ancient Jewish authors. And we see that this evidence points to the fact that it was written many, many, many years ago. J.R. Church explained it this way.
2: This book seems to be a popular book in the first century. For example, Clement, in his first epistle, and by the way, Clement was the bishop of Rome and a personal friend of the apostle Paul, and he wrote, quote, let us take, for instance, Enoch, who being found righteous in obedience was translated, and death was never known to happen to him. In AD 180, when Arrhenius was popular and wrote his book against heresies, Arrhenius said, quote, For Enoch, when he pleased God, was translated in the same body in which he did please him, thus pointing out by anticipation the translation of the just. In other words, Arrhenius was likening this to the rapture of the church. And he was saying just as Enoch was translated in his same body, physically translated into heaven alive without seeing death, One day, we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, will be translated instantly, just as Enoch was. So Enoch was a prophecy, a prophetic type of the rapture of the church. Now some modern so-called scholarship have suggested that it was written by the Hasmoneans dynasty in the second century BC, but the Jews believe and the early Ethiopian church that was not a part of the Roman church believed that Enoch was given this ability to read and write and that he wrote the book and that it was preserved aboard Noah's Ark and has come down to us. The book is said to have been written originally in Hebrew, fragments of which, by the way, were discovered among the Dead Sea Scrolls from about 1947 through 1956 when they were excavating those caves down near the Dead Sea.
1: The book of Enoch was lost to the sands of time for hundreds of years. Could its reappearance be timely? from God because of some of the content of this book. Again, we reiterate the fact that this is not inspired scripture, but could its teachings have some bearing for us in these days?
2: Though it disappeared in 1773, an English traveler by the name of James Bruce was traveling through the Abyssinia region of Ethiopia, and he came across three copies of the ancient book of Enoch in the Coptic language. So he bought them, he brought them back to Europe, and they began to look them over and translate them, and that's the reason why we have this translation today. This translation, by the way, was published by a fellow named Charles in 1906, and it has not been widely distributed. I don't know why, it just seems like people are not interested in it, but when Enoch says that it was written to those who will exist on the day of tribulation, then I think we ought to take a look at it.
1: Who was Enoch? Could he write? What language did he speak? Scripture speaks about this man called Enoch in the book of Genesis, chapter number 5. And it tells us that all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not for God took him. That's Genesis 5:23 and 24. Who was this man? J.R. Church explained it this way.
2: Enoch was the 7th from Adam and by the way he is called in this book, the scribe. Now, in the Zohar and in the Targums, the Jews wrote that Enoch received the alphabet for this language that Adam and Seth spoke, and those early generations spoke. And by the way, Seth was the king of the earth, second from Adam. He was still alive. He was ruling over the earth at this time. In fact, Adam was also still alive at this time. Jared was born somewhere around Adam's 450th year, and Enoch, of course, was born somewhere before the 600th year of Adam. So somewhere in that time, the story in the book of Enoch begins to take shape. Let me read to you from 1767. John Gill, who is a famous theologian, published a dissertation concerning the antiquity of the Hebrew language, letters, vowel points, and accents. And here is what he said in Syria and Mesopotamia are said to be some ancient books of the Zambians, which they pretend to be the patriarch Seth's. These books were written, he says, by Seth. And the Arabic writers say that Seth was the inventor of writing letters and showed them in the Hebrew tongue. If the account that is given of Canaan, the grandson of Seth, could be credited, it would not only prove the use of letters in those early times, but that the Hebrew letters were then used. The account is what is said to be sent by Alexander the Great when in India he wrote to his master Aristotle as follows. When I came to such a place in India, says he, the natives told me that they had with them the sepulcher of an ancient king that ruled over all the world whose name was Canaan, the son of Enos, who foreseeing that God would bring a flood upon the earth, wrote his prophecy of it on tables of stone, and they are here. The writing is Hebrew writing. Alexander the Great wrote that. Listen to what John Gill writes as I continue in his book called A Dissertation Concerning the Antiquity of the Hebrew Language. He writes, quote, the Jews make mention of a writing of his that is in their ancient book of Zohar, and in the Targum of Jonathan on Enoch 5.24. Enoch is called the great scribe, Several of the Christian fathers speak of a book of his, the book of Enoch, as authentic, as Tertullian and others. The Arabic writers tell us of pyramids and pillars erected by Enoch, on which he engraved the arts and the instruments of them. Some of the writers ascribe the invention of letters and writing of books to him.
1: You're listening to recordings of J.R. Church as he's explaining the ancient book of Enoch, the first book ever written. We have three resources available for you from JR Church on this interesting study. The first is a book that he wrote, a commentary on all 100 plus chapters of the Book of Enoch. This 300 plus page book is available for a gift of $24 to our ministry. We also have five hours of teaching on four audio CDs for your gift of $20. And we also have a DVD set of the teaching available to you for your gift of $20 to our ministry. You can get the book, the CD set, and the DVD set for $45. And you can get those by calling us at 1-800-652-1144 or by visiting us online at swrc.com. These resources are called the Ancient Book of Enoch, the first book ever written. It's compiled by J.R. Church. And J.R. continues in the study, what does it mean that Enoch walked with God?
2: This says that the ancient Jewish writers said that Enoch built the pyramids. He walked with God. He walked among angels. And this book of Enoch tells about his various trips in the presence of Michael, and Gabriel, and Uriel, and Raphael, and a few other angels, these archangels took him on a ride around the world. And the things he describes in this book when he talks about going on the night side of earth, he couldn't understand that unless he was there. He talks about seeing volcanoes and rivers of lava that yeah. go down into the great sea. And there was only one big great sea at that time. Oh, the Indian Ocean to the south, but the Pacific. He had to see the Pacific because he talked about these volcanoes, Volcanoes, And you know, around the Pacific Ocean is a ring of fire, it's been called, of series mm-hmm. of dozens and dozens, scores, maybe hundreds of volcanoes that in Enoch's day were active. And so it's really a fascinating book.
1: Is the book of Enoch quoted in the New Testament? J.R. Church looks at Jude 14 and 15, which tell us, and Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Jude, verses 14 and 15. J.R. Church explained it this way.
2: Jude quoted it here in Jude verses 14 and 15. We back up to verse 6 and Jude talks about these fallen angels. He says, and the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation hath reserved in chains under darkness until the judgment of the great day.
1: Jude 14 and 15 describes a period of judgment that God is going to bring upon this earth, and this is one of the themes discussed in the book of Enoch. Now, who are these fallen angels? Is Enoch describing the Nephilim? Will the book of Enoch enlighten those that are alive during the Great Tribulation? Who is Azazel? Is Enoch a book of judgment?
2: It's told to do. Enoch goes to these fallen angels. Their leader is Semyaza. And Azazel is the one who taught men to make war and instruments of war. And Enoch delivers to them God's judgment and tells them what's going to happen to them. And this being thrown into Tartarus here is exactly what Enoch says will happen to them. There were some who said that the sons of God were the sons of Seth and the daughters of men were the daughters of Cain. And this is not at all what Enoch was talking about. Listen to Enoch chapter 6. He said, it came to pass after the children of men increased in those days, beautiful and comely daughters were born to them. And the angels, the sons of the heavens, saw and lusted after them and said one to another, behold, we will choose ourselves wise from among the children of men and we'll beget for ourselves children. "...and they all swore together and bound themselves mutually by a curse, and together they were two hundred. Now, God had given Semyaza these two hundred angels, and he was the leader over this group. And evidently, they fell under the spell of Satan. And they came down with one purpose in mind, and that was to corrupt the human DNA. Had they been successful in doing so, and God had not judged them, then the Messiah would contain part of their DNA and they would have been effectively, shall we say, redeemed. Now, why did he write about these fallen angels? Because in the tribulation period, Michael's going to throw some more angels out of heaven down to this earth. Satan, the great red dragon. So Enoch sets up the stage so that when this happens, mankind living in the tribulation period will have something to go back to and look at and compare those fallen angels called in the Hebrew Nephilim With those who will come down in the middle of the tribulation period.
1: You're listening to recordings of J.R. Church as he walked through his teaching on the book of Enoch. As we've said numerous times on the program, he did not regard this book as inspired. He did not believe it should be included in Scripture. However, he understood it was an ancient writing and he considered it to be the first book ever written. We've got three resources available for you from our ministry. The first is a commentary written by J.R. Church on the book of Enoch. He called it Enoch, the first book ever written. And it's available for your gift of $24 to our ministry. Over 300 pages in this book. We also have five hours of teaching on four audio CDs from J.R. Church. And that's available for your gift of $20. Also, we have a DVD set of him walking through the teaching on the ancient book of Enoch. That's available for $20. Now, you can get all three from our ministry for your gift of $45, and you can do so by calling us at 1-800-652-1144 or visit us online at swrc.com. As we wrap up this segment of teaching from Jr. Church, he's going to explain Another book, another ancient source called the Book of Jubilees and how it coincides with the Book of Enoch.
2: So we go to the Book of Jubilees and we find that Enoch was called the first person to teach men to read and write in a language that became known as the Hebrew language. So Hebrew was the first language. It was the language of heaven. It may not have been known as the Hebrew language originally, but it is the same language that today is known as the Hebrew language. It's interesting that the book of Jubilees should bear this out. For centuries, only fragments of the book of Jubilees existed. It is said that were it not for the Oriental Orthodox churches, the book of Jubilees might not have survived at all, but four complete Books of Jubilees in Ethiopic translations surfaced in the 15th and 16th centuries. Also, between 1947 and 1956, 15 Hebrew scroll fragments of the book of Jubilees were discovered among the Dead Sea Scrolls. So today, the book of Jubilees does exist, almost extinct, and it came to life again so that we would know How to configure the last days. The book of Jubilees is also known as the book of divisions. It is a view of the history of the divisions of the days of the law, of the events of the years and year weeks, that is the sabbatical years, and the Jubilees of the world as secretly revealed to Moses by angels during his 40-day stay atop Mount Sinai. And the Oriental Orthodox Churches held that the book was first written in heaven before the beginning of time and kept in the possession of angels prior to its being given to Moses, thus predating the writing of the book of Genesis. And the rabbis thought that it was a part of Jewish apocalypticism. Now the book of Jubilees predicts a messianic kingdom teaches that the Messiah will arise from the tribe of Judah and will reign for a thousand years. That's premillennialism. Which brings us, of course, to chapter 13 and his message to Azazel and to Shemjaze. And when he gave this message that they will have no peace, but great condemnation had come upon them, they were all afraid, verse 3 says, fear and trembling seized them, and they begged Enoch to write a memorial petition for them and carry it to God, begging for forgiveness. But mm. there was angel. I'd be afraid to walk among angels, especially fallen angels. You know, I would fear for my safety. But evidently, they appreciated Enoch. Well, he was the seventh generation from Adam. So he walked in the court of Seth, the son of Adam, who was king of the world at that time. So in the book of Enoch chapter 13 in verse 7, Enoch says, and going, that is he left Azazel, and they were all on top of Mount Hermon by the way, leaving that area, I sat down near the waters of Dan in Dan, which is to the right or the south of the evening side or the west of Hermon, and read their memorial petition until I fell asleep, and behold a dream came to me. He describes the headwaters of the Jordan River. He said, I sat down by the waters of Dan in Dan. Now, I do not know if Enoch actually wrote these words down here because there was no tribe of Dan in Enoch's day. But I can tell you this, we are given these words, Dan in Dan, to help us to know exactly the location of Mount Hermon and this water on the southwest side of the Lebanon mountain range the headwaters of the Jordan River. So we have Dan mentioned here in the book of Enoch. There's a reason, I think, why Dan is marked out here. And that reason is members of the tribe of Dan, were going to cohabit with these fallen angels and mixed into the DNA structure of the offspring of the tribe of Dan would be the seed of the serpent. In other words, the tribe of Dan would be the tribe that would one day bring forth the Antichrist.
1: Join us again on tomorrow's program as we bring you more information
0: from J.R. Church's classic teaching on the book of Enoch. We have much more on the book of Enoch from Josh Davis and J.R. Church coming up on tomorrow's program. J.R. Church was always fascinated by the mysterious book of Enoch, but frustrated that so little real research had been done on it. He wanted to compare the writing of Enoch to the Bible and see whether or not they matched up with Scripture. He searched in vain for a usable commentary before finally reaching a point where he decided to write his own. The results of his curiosity and his advanced understanding of the Bible, science, archaeology, and history resulted in the amazing book and DVD, Enoch, the first book ever written. Ascribed to Enoch, the great-grandfather of Noah, the prophecies of the book reach all the way to the latter days and the tribulation period. No doubt the book of Enoch is the stuff of legend brought back from the days of old. Today, you, my friend, can have J.R. Church's extensive teaching on the book of Enoch. We have J.R. Church's book, Enoch, the first book ever written, his teaching DVD series, and his complete audio teaching on CD. All three resources are available today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order this collection at our website, swrc.com. Pastor Larry Spargiamino and Marvin McIlvaney come now with the latest news, the latest headlines from the end times.
3: Well, Marvin, they had the first Republican debate the other night. You know, I'm not really enthused about any of the candidates, but... Any one of them are far, far better than what we now have. I kind of like DeSantis and Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley. Fox News, who hosted the debate, did a poll, and most of the Republicans who watched it said they thought DeSantis
4: won over all. I didn't watch it, but I've seen clips from it, and one thing that caught my attention was Nikki Haley saying, Israel doesn't need America. America needs Israel. And at first I thought she meant that as a Christian, you know, the verse Genesis twelve three that says, I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee, and, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. But then I read it again, and she meant it as Israel being the first line of defense against Iran. And that's a good thing, because Iran tells everybody they're trying to make nukes, and they're just crazy enough to use them.
3: Well, the abortion issue was very moving and very interesting. I was very moved by what Mike Penn said about giving his life to his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How he read Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And then Deuteronomy 30.19, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. You know, Marvin, he was saying good stuff. People were clapping, but then he said, we should have a federal
4: minimum standard of 15 weeks because after that, the baby feels pain. Yes, that's kind of an odd thing to say. You're, you're still talking about killing them. Shouldn't he have just said, we shouldn't kill babies ever? It's okay to kill them if they can't feel it. And besides that, how do you know when or what they feel? Maybe they feel it at nine weeks.
3: Well, yeah, that's not a good pro-life thing to say you're still killing the baby. And now the government is going to tell you when someone feels something? uh, The government is really magical, isn't it? You know, but I thought Nikki Haley was great when she said, I'm not pro-life because I'm Republican. I'm pro-life because I had trouble having my children. I'm pro-life because my husband was adopted. I'm pro-life because I'm surrounded by blessings.
0: The book of Enoch is a treasure perhaps hidden away just for the last days. Though the book was never placed within the canon of Scripture, it has long been held by both Jews and Gentiles to be an authentic and valuable work. Today, you can have J.R. Church's extensive teaching on the book of Enoch. We have J.R. Church's book entitled Enoch, the first book ever written, his teaching DVD series, and his complete audio teaching on CD. All three resources are available when you call 1-800-652-1144. You can also order this special collection at our website, swrc.com. Jr. Church will share more knowledge and insight on the ancient book of Enoch on tomorrow's program. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you please visit our website, swrc.com.